Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your cities upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. This is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and hey, we're helping you turn cities upside down. How, people ask me, are we doing that? Well, we are bringing to you scriptural motivation and scriptural strategies, friends, that will help you get out there on the front lines and get some stuff done for Jesus. So we're so glad that you're tuned in. Hey, I'm joining the studio right now with a very good friend of mine. He's been here before, and by popular demand, he's been has to come back. Hallelujah. Phil Rab. How you doing, Pastor Justin? <laughs> I'm blessed I'm, to be. I'm, I'm doing blessed. Good. I must have done something right. You, it was like my second and or third time back. Yeah, I know. You just keep you just keep showing back up on the podcast, blessing everybody. I Hallelujah. love it. Praise God. Did you like my intro? Phil Rab. Yeah, I like your intro to weighing in at something muscular word of God guy. <laughs> It's my announcer voice. I don't know. I fall in, in yeah. to that. But anyways, hey, you have been here before. And actually, I grabbed one of the CDs. I'm going to show this to everybody that's watching. Uh, watching. This is uh, one that we titled Living Menorah. Right. We went over to Menorah. Yeah. What it was. Covered that. And it's because you know what you're talking about because you are Jewish. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. Rabbi. Everybody may want to be one, but you are the real deal. Well, as we were... We're, we've been at, we're blessed because we're um, doing this and then autumn assembly is going on right now. Yeah. So Hallelujah. Is, Dr. Billy. Yeah. With Dr. Billy and man, it is awesome. Yeah, um, it's been really good. Huh. And um, one of the things is last name. So if a Jewish person gets a first or last name, that means the Derek in life they're supposed to go down, down the road, they're supposed to go down. Okay. okay. So my last name is Rab and it means the same thing as Rabbi. Wow. So joke. I'm part of Christians United for Israel, so when I get around other Jewish people, so am I. Right on. I'm in, bro. And if you're not part of Christians United, you need for to Israel, check them out. You need to check it out. It's not yeah. hard to join. You just join. Get on, you know, line. You can join. Um, they are doing great things. They are for Israel Christians and the Kingdom United of for God, Israel and for the Kingdom of God and the United States. Yeah, because I will bless those that bless you, and I'll curse those that curse you. Yeah, and uh, but uh, it's, we bless it's, Israel, bro. Oh yeah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And right now with what's going on, you know, with the war and everything, we don't keep them in constant prayer uh, and the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't spill it over into the United right, States either. Right. But like I said to Derek, um, it's interesting because uh, when I get around some of those other Jewish people, they'll just jokingly say, Rabbi, Rab. Mm-hmm. And that means Rabbi, Rabbi. So they start laughing. <laughs> other Christians look and go, what are you laughing at? Them? So I go, let's call me a Rabbi, Phil. So they, That's awesome. They give me a hard time. Well, hey, we're honored, bro, to have you here. And uh, right the gift that you are and what God's doing in you. So, man, thank you for jumping on the podcast again. No, no problem. I'm blessed so, to have you. So this is uh, Living Menorah here. Of course, you know that if you want any of the archived episodes of the podcast, just reach out to us. You can send us an email at hello at gracecitychurch.tv or call us 870-741-9099. Just request that CD and we'll get it out to you postpaid, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just getting the word out there. That's awesome. So this 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 one's good. Of course, this one today is going to be awesome. So Phil, I'm just going to turn it over to you, Rabbi. Okay, take us into it. Well, um, been on the study, and uh, actually, it was around uh, 
Sukkot of last year. Um, that's God's calendar. That's on God's holiday on His uh, calendar. Which that's and the Feast of Tabernacles. Feast of Tabernacles. Okay. Um, and um, we talked about that uh-huh. on the one broadcast. I think podcast. that was the last. Yeah, and it talked about when He came and tabernacled with us. We talked yeah. about Beit, the capitalization. House. Right, right, right. So that's I, where they build the, the <clears throat> tents, the sukkahs. It's yeah. uh, how they lived in for forty years. My ancestors in the wilderness. Wow. So it's just a remembrance of what God's done and what he's brought us from and what he's brought bringing us to. You know, our, our, our bodies is just a tent. Our, yep. Our bodies, a temple of the Holy spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. No, absolutely. I don't want to take any rabbit trails no, here. That's fine. <laughs> we are, rabbit trails are good. But uh, like I said, uh, Sukkot, uh, about a year ago, just not this past uh, last Sukkot, uh, that just, we just had, um, when the war started was the last day. Of Sukkot. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Yeah. Which was um, October the 7th? Yes. 8th, right right in there? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so with that, uh, I was on the study, and I just was sitting there, and we're commanded to be happy in Sukkot. That's a mitzvah. Mitzvah means commandment in Hebrew, and we're commanded to be happy. Always be happy. So if you're down, I delight myself in the Lord, right? Wow. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll give you what? The desires of your heart, Psalms 37. So, so with that, um, the Lord has asked me a question, and I was just sitting there and I was reading Torah and reading the Bible, and he's like, is eye-hand coordination important in your life? And I'm like, yeah, I would say absolutely. And so today we're going to talk about the skill of knowing in the Hebrew word, mm, yed- come on. yeda, to know. So, you know, when we when we say we do, we really know some know or in relationships, business or personal things. I'll just pose this question, and, and we purchase something. Do we really know? Hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, when you hear the same, I don't want to say boring, but the same story over and over, and someone's told you, what do we have a tendency to say? I know. I yeah, know. I already know that, right? Or they'll pervert it, and the enemy hates the Hebrew language, because mm-hmm. it's God's language. And mm-hmm. so you'll hear a lot of people going, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's a bad thing. Right, okay. That's bad. Like somebody, I don't know if it was you or not, but actually somebody recently, or in recent history, was like, hey, that's kind of, because, you know, we would act, we'd kind of do it. We'd be like, ah, you know, we'd say something, and then yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. That's not good. So that's kind of derogatory. Absolutely. You're perverting God's language. Okay, right. Okay. That's, that's just the fact. So, um, you know, and it, it, like a child, for instance, you know, I know, mommy, I know, or dad, I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, mm, they're trying to get you to stop mm. from getting your point across because right. they know there's probably repercussions. But the word says whom the Lord loves what? He does what? He corrects. Yeah. That's he why chases. he corrects us. Yeah. So never wow. run from God. Always run to him. Hallelujah. He's a safe place. He is always a safe place. Mm-hmm. And he's always got your bench. He knows you better than you know yourself. Yeah. There's that song by the Imperials. Now I'm dating myself. <laughs> I'm really dating myself. But I like the Imperials. Uh, that's funny. And there's a song that says, and you, you know, you're younger than me, so yeah, of course it'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. For people that are seasoned like myself. There you go. There's a song by the Imperials that said, I know he knows me better than I know myself. Great song. Huh. I've always liked that song. Okay. And um, I'm not familiar with it. Okay. Well, listen to it. It's from the 80s. <laughs> You're still. Yeah. I don't know if. Yeah. Anyway. I was born in the 80s, Phil. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right on. So the Hebrew word to know is yeah. Yeda. We okay. talked about that. And, and wait, in, wait, wait. You you say it how? Yeda. Yeda. Okay. Or you hear it returns yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It's okay. you know. Uh, so you hear uh, it's made up of three Hebrew letters, and that's yud, dalit, and ein. Hmm. And if you take the first two letters, yud and dalit, it spells the word in Hebrew, and it's yad. Okay. And in Hebrew, the word for hand is yad. Yad. Oh, okay. Right here. Hand, right? And we know that the last letter, ein, its symbol, uh, not to get too deep, but every Hebrew letter has a symbol, a number, gematria, we talked a little bit yeah, about that, yeah. and a color, a musical note. There's 70 uh, layers wow. of the Hebrew language. That's so awesome. So with that, the letter ein means I. So it's interesting, the word yada is made up of the very two organs that we, us human Jews, is hand and eye. Mm, mm. And, it, I, and again, the Lord posed a question, is eye-hand coordination good when I'm started to study? Wow. And I'm like, well, it's highly imperative. Yeah. And I grew up, and you may not be able to relate to it, but I grew up playing hockey. So he's like, so when you learn how to shoot a hockey puck um, from up north, he's like, or even like play baseball, like you hit a ball. Mm-hmm. Eye-hand coordination is highly imperative. Sure. Sports. Sure. Just doing something. Extremely. Yeah. Walking, right? Try to walk with your eyes closed. Yeah. You run into stuff, right? So I yeah. hand, right? So, you know, could it be this posed this other question? And 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 it was just a question he asked me, the Lord, was could it be that when you meet somebody for the first time, what is the first thing you do? Give them a firm handshake and you look them in the eye. Hmm. Hmm. Coincidence? No. No, I don't think so. Wow. So in Hebrew, you would say Yad Hara, and Hara is evil. Yad Hara. Yeah, Yad Hara is evil hand. Okay. Or you could say Ein Hara, which is evil eye. And the opposite would be Yad Tov, which would be good hand. Or, okay, Tov, good. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And Yad, you could Yad say tov. Ein Tov, which would be good eye. And we're going to kind of look at some of these examples uh, yeah. of what he showed me. So when I said, well, Lord, you know, yeah, it's highly imperative. And he goes, go to, to the beginning. In Hebrew, it would be better sheet. But it's Genesis for you uh, as Genesis 3, uh, verses 1 through 13. And I'm going to read it uh, briefly out of the Torah. And it says, Not a serpent was cunning beyond any beast of the field that Hashem, God, had made. And he said to the woman, Did perhaps Hashem say, You shall not eat of any of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, Of the fruit of any tree of the garden we may eat. Of the fruit of the tree which is in the center of the garden, God has said, You shall neither eat of it nor touch it, lest you should die. And the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that on the day that you eat, it in your eyes will be open, you'll be like God. Yada, hmm. in Hebrew it says knowing. Hmm. In the verse it, here, it, in, 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 in this is the Tanakh, this is the Old Testament in Hebrew. And it says, Yada, good or bad, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So interesting. And then verse 6, here is where we get the, I just talked about the Yad Hara, evil hand, and Eid Ein Hara. And verse 6, it says, And the woman, that would be Eve, perceived that the tree was good for eating and that it was a delight to the eyes. Hmm. 
and that the tree was desirable as a means to wisdom. And then it goes on to say, it says, and she took with her hands, right, mm-hmm. of the fruit and ate, and she gave to her husband. This is all with the hand and the eye. Interesting. Mm-hmm. With her and he ate. Then the eyes, their ein, anim, of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked, and they were sewed together a fig leaf and the, and made themselves aprons. And it's interesting. Hmm. And in verse 10, we'll go, he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because Hashem called out to the man. Where are you? In verse 9, right? And in verse 10, he says, I heard the sound of you in the garden, I was afraid. He's never been afraid of the Lord. Right. Right? And uh, I'm naked, so I hid. And he, who's he, the Lord, you know, God, said, who told, told you, you that you are naked, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Have you eaten of the tree? See, now the, here comes the question. Now we got repercussions. And the man said, the woman gave that you, whom you gave to me be with me, should have took ownership. She gave me of the tree, <laughs> and I ate. And that's a, well, you're a pastor. That's a teaching how much time we have to spend on yeah, that. Sure. We could have a men's conference on that and say, guys, <laughs> You can't just throw that one over. You can't lob that over the right, fence. Right, right. We yeah. have a time. And it, you know what? That's not good. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to learn from Adam men. was like, I don't have any responsibility here. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. No, there's you made her, you know. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. God, you did this. Right. I mean, yeah. And I mean, so, and he said, give me of the tree, and I ate. And Hashem said to the woman, what is this that you've done? Isn't that interesting? The huh. fall was using eye-hand coordination, yada, to uh-huh. know, a knowing. Because that's what yada uh-huh. really means. It's a knowing. Uh, I've got other teaching out there, and I've done a study, and it's called Hebron. Uh, Hebron, you know, you would say in Hebrew, I mean in English, Hebron. Oh, okay, or okay, yeah, Hebrew, yeah. In Hebrew, no, you would say Hebron. Right. The and B kind of has a, a, a V sound, right? Well, there's no really B in Hebrew. Okay, so you, right, right, yeah. So you said Hebron. So, so with that, it's interesting that it means intimate. Mm. Intimacy is what Havran means. It means a, intimacy like a husband and wife have in a marriage. Right. right? right. In a marriage, the chesed, marriage covenant. Okay. Okay? And knowing is a lot different, and we're going to get to this verse in a minute, okay. but to acknowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So Matthew 6, 22 and 23 in the Orthodox Jewish Bible, I looked it up, and it, how they would wrote it in Hebrew, and it says the eye is the menorah of the beser or body. Therefore, if your eye is unblurred, then your whole mm. body will be lighted. Unblurred. I like that. Wow. Go ahead. And it goes on to say how they would wrote it. Well, I'm, I don't want to go in a rabbit hole, but uh, have a thought here. But if your is the ein hara, it says in Hebrew, evil eye, your whole basar, which is body, will be darkness. Hmm. The Amplified says the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, spiritually, not blinded, or excuse me, spiritually blinded, or your whole body will be full of darkness if it's spiritually blinded, right? Devoid of God's precepts. But if your, or excuse me, if your eye is not unblinded, I apologize, your whole body will be not be full of darkness, okay? But if your eye is bad, it's spiritually blind, your whole body is devoid mm-hmm. of God's precepts. So, 
so that if the very light inside of you, your inner self, it goes on to say in, in, in the Amplified, your inner self, your heart, your conscience, is darkness. How great and terrible is that darkness, right? I mean, it's just, again, eye-hand coordination. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So let's go. And that's why Yeshua said, Jesus, Matthew 6, 29 and 30 in the New King James, he said, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. Right? Hmm. Hmm. For it's profitable for you that one of your members perish, then your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, Yad, cut it off and cast it from you. For it's more profitable for you that one of your members perish then your whole body be cast into hell again. Isn't that interesting? He references the eye in hand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'll backtrack in Matthew 6, 22 and 23 in the Orthodox Jewish Bible. I read that. It says that menorah. Remember we talked about the menorah. Mm -hmm. Your eye is the menorah. Yeah. The light. Yeah. Interesting. So let's look at, we looked at examples of bad eye, right? Let's <clears throat> shown, or excuse me, uh, Ein hara and Yad hara, which is evil. Well, let's look at Yod Tov, or Yad Tov, and Ein Tov. Okay. A good hand and a good eye. And in Genesis, better sheet, that would be in Hebrew, uh, we'll look at Joseph in, verse, in chapter 39, verses 3 and 4. And he says, in the Torah, it says, His master perceived that, perceived that Hashem was with him, right? And whatever he did, Hashem made it succeed in his hand. And Joseph found favor in his eyes, and he attended him. He appointed him over his household, and whatever he had in place was in his custody. Hmm. So he had placed over everything that in Potiphar's house. Mm -hmm. Everything. Mm -hmm. And, of course, then the enemy tried to come in, right? Yeah, right, and, and lie against him. Well. You're talking about his wife. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, let, let's, you know, uh, candidly, uh, you know, I don't think she was a, a bad-looking woman. Sure, sure. And, you know, most Egyptians walked around with not a lot of clothes on, and I'm right, pretty confident right. there was no clothes on when she approached him, right? Sure. So he had a choice. Yeah. yeah. Do I want a Yatov still and Ein Tov still? Wow. Or do I want to fail? Yeah. And he said, no, I choose. Wow. And then he got thrown in, you know, and yeah. then, of course, then well, he, was, he ran. Yeah, that's a good point, Pastor Justin. He absolutely ran. He fleed, it says. Yeah. Like, wow. like house on fire type thing. Wow. And now we'll look at Mo Moses Moshe in Exodus in verses uh, chapter 3 and real quick 1 and 5. It says in the Torah, it says, And Moses was shepherding the sheep of Jethro, his father-in-law, and he was the priest of Midian. And he guided the sheep far into the wilderness, and he arrived at the mountain of God towards Horeb. Horeb. And the angel of Hashem appeared to him in a blaze of fire from amid the bush. And he saw, and behold, the bush was burning in the fire, but the bush was not consumed. And everyone kind of jokes, but you got to think about, now think about what's going on here. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to have a conversation when I get to heaven with Moses on this. I can't <laughs> wait. Because I would have done the same thing. You got sky, sand, rock, some scrub brush or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Wind, you know, mm -hmm. sun, or, you know, or maybe, you know, uh, uh, you know, the elements, and you got the sheep. Mm -hmm. 
And it says, and Moses said, he talked to himself. <laughs> I think I would too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, but people joke, oh, you Moses. No, I think funny. I would say, I would talk to myself too. Yeah. I will now turn aside now and look That's at this great three. sight. Yeah. yeah. Right. Verse three. Right. Why will the bush not be burned? <laughs> and it says, and Hashem, here's the key. And when Hashem saw Ein, that he turned aside to see, again with his eyes, God called out to him from amid the bush and said, Moshe, Moshe, and he replied, and he replied here I am, or he would have said in Hebrew, Hineni, that's how you say it in Hebrew, here I am. Okay. And he said to him, do not come closer to here. Remove your shoes from your feet, for the place upon which you stand is holy ground. And that's where he made hmm. chesed, the covenant. That's right. another teaching that, yeah. you know, chesed, yeah. covenant with, with, with the children of Israel. Hmm. Hmm. And in Psalms 103, verse 7, it says, He made no yeda, his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Why? Because of one of the courageous, bravest things, actually, that Moses did. Wow. He was able to make that covenant, that chesed with Moses and the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Interesting. And then, like, you look at the life of Joshua, and that's a t study. I'm in the middle of that right now. There's a lot to uh, Joseph and Joshua. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very interesting men of God. Missed wow. it, but, man, very interesting. And it says in Exodus 33, 11, it says in the Torah, it says, Hashem would speak to Moses face to face. Panim, panim, that was how we would say in Hebrew. As a man would speak with his fellow, and then he would return to the camp. But here's something interesting. His servant Joshua, son of Nun, a lad, would not depart from within the tent. He was allowed to go in there wow. with Aaron and Moses. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So here's something. When you look this up in the, in the original Hebrew, it says the common name for son in Hebrew is Ben. Ben, right. Right. Like you have sons, and I have a son, two sons. Mm -hmm. So my one son would be, you know, um, Warren Ben Philip, mm -hmm. my son Warren, right? And, but in this case, to describe Joshua as the son in this very first, in this verse, in chapter, in verse 11 of Exodus 33, in Hebrew, it says it is Ben. It was, it, instead of Ben, it's Ben. So isn't that interesting? Which also means understanding. So he, what is he saying? A son of understanding. Hmm. It's powerful. When you take wow. I, when you always go back to the original Hebrew, you get like a different wow perspective. That's what made Cause the him way because that's the way to stand out a little bit. He had understanding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, he 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 kind of um, did his due diligence. You know what I mean? He followed Moses around. He kept his eyes open, his ears absolutely open. No wonder understanding flooded in. But he had a yada. Wow. But as he was in that ton of meaning, then he had that what we talked about. Hmm. He had that Hevron. Hmm. He had that intimacy with God. Could yeah. you imagine what God showed him while he was in the ton of the wow. meaning? Wow. Grooming him to be the next leader. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, and as I was studying hmm. this, the Lord's like, are you willing 
to really yadami, to have that knowing, but then it goes into the even more deep. It goes into the Havran, that intimate, intimate knowing. Right, right. It, you know, so then faith comes, Romans ten seventeen says, by what? Faith cometh by hearing. By hearing. And hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? So I want to encourage everyone that's watching this, take the time. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, life and it did. I wow. was studying as the Lord goes, you see, you see a pattern here? Yeah. Joseph, they, so you got to get up a half an hour earlier. Right, right. Or spend another half an hour, 45 minutes up at night. If you're going to know the Lord. Absolutely. I mean, you can uh, acknowledge him in a few seconds. Ah, we're going to get to that. But if you want to know him. Yada him, right, right. You know, and, um, you know, that's just so interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. And then like David, in Psalms, you know, 89, 20, and 21, it says, I found my servant David with my holy oil I've anointed him, with whom my hand, Yad, shall be established also, my arm will be will shall strengthen him, hmm. huh? And then he goes on to say, David said in Psalms one nineteen verse one twenty verse one twenty five, "I am your servant. Give me understanding, that I may yada your testimonies. No, your testimonies. Hmm. That's how it was written in Hebrew. Hmm. Psalms one nineteen verse one fifty two in the, in, in the Tanakh it says, "From the start, I've gained knowledge yada from." your testimonies, because you have established them forever. And it's interesting when David, knowing this, mm-hmm. because he took this time to Yeda, the father. Mm-hmm. He was a shepherd. He had a lot of time on his hands. Sure. So he probably was able to read some kind of manuscripts, perhaps. Sure. Spend time sure. with the Lord, right? Because mm-hmm. the first five books were written, Torah. Right. He didn't pull out a smartphone, of course. <laughs> you know, he didn't get lost playing a little game on his phone. Yeah, Torah, you know, Torah app or whatever. But yeah. but he took the time. Yeah, and it says in Second Samuel, um, you know, it says in verse in in, in twenty in, in verse twenty one, it says in the Tanakh, it happened that after da- that after this, David inquired of Hashem when when Saul passed. Or verse one, excuse me. It says, saying, shall I go up to one of the cities of Judah? And Hashem answered him, go up. And then David asked, to where shall I go? And he responded to Hebron. And David ruled as king of Judah for seven and a half years. See, a lot of people mm-hmm. think Saul passed, Jonathan passed, they mourned, and all of a sudden David's king of Israel. No, he took that time. Why did David take that time? And see, I'm studying this, and it just starts just jumping out, mm-hmm. this yada. How yeah. I hand, you know, to know, to have this knowing wow. is highly imperative with the Lord. You're speaking of David, and uh, David was the guy that killed the giant with the sling. You're talking about eye-hand coordination. Eye-hand coordination. I, I'm glad, you know, I just, that's great. That's a great point. That's a wonderful Because point. he knew the Lord. And, you know, the yada, Bible yada, talks about that if you will acknowledge, okay, of course, we're, we'll dig deep here. Uh, probably uh, we're about out of time in this one, so you're going to have to hang on with us to get in right. a little bit deeper here. But um, knowing him, 
uh, and not just acknowledging him, but like knowing him, spending that time, Holy Ghost is going to do something on the inside of you. I mean, once you get to know him, I'm telling you, he, right. he's going to begin to fill you. But, um, uh, but David, there was something worked in him. I mean, dude, there was some Holy Ghost on that sling. There was some Holy Ghost in that oh, eye hand coordination where he did not miss. It's like, you know, the perfect goal playing hockey. Yeah. Like, you know, I real quick, uh, you know, I know we're almost out of time, but you know, I'm a I'm from the Chicagoland area and uh grew up in the South Side Inn. When the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup in two thousand and ten when they played the Philadelphia Flyers, the probability of their forward uh, that shot that puck from the end zone on a side angle is like, I think they said it was like 18%, but the puck went in, they won 3-2, to two and they won the Stanley Cup. Oh, wow. So it's the same thing with that eye hand. Yeah. It's amazing. You know? Wow. Wow. You know, like, and you're right. It's it's exactly what David. You know, the Bible says that if we would, you know, know him, acknowledge him, if we would spend time with him, he would direct our steps. You know, I kind of see like he he comes in. The Lord's the missing link between true eye hand coordination. Everyone else is fumbling and bumbling without the Lord. In fact, the New Testament talks about they're in delusion. Uh, yes, yeah, they're they're. It's like and the Bible has this reference about the drunkard. Mm-hmm. You know, right. the drunkard. Okay, yep. does not have eye hand coordination. In fact, you lose your motor skills. Very much so. You lose grasp of your motor skills. So we're saying that knowing the Lord, there, there's there's an agency. There's a supernatural agency here that's bringing together motor coordination. He's directing our steps. You're not going to miss it. Right. You won't miss the target. No. You know, and you're talking about that in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. In the Torah, it says here, and look what I'm doing. Ein. Yeah. Yad. Ein. Yad. And it says here, trust in Hashem with all your heart. And do not reply, rely on your own understanding. In all, all your, your ways, ways, don't acknowledge you. It says here in Hebrew. We're saying that's a poor English translation to just say the acknowledge. Best, they did the best they could, okay? Well, that's very kind of you. In all your ways, Yada, it says in Hebrew yeah. here. Yada. Know, know him. him. And he will not, what does it say in English? In, in other translations, it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct. Direct. No, 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 no. He will, God. So King James. Yeah. He will smooth, level your paths, take the bumps out, in other words. I love it. So oh, man, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. That's even deeper than what I was doing. Wow. Like, e- even if we stayed with just the English idea of direct, that's still, there's an agency there that um, when David put his trust in the Lord, when he put his eye in his hand on the sling, the Lord brought direction. But even deeper, he wiped out, he smoothed out the way, brother. One action. For Israel. With eye-hand coordination. Bro, we're going to have word, to pick this up. We'll pick it up. We're out of time right now, but we have got to jump in Amen. even deeper here. Hallelujah. Well, hey, I hope you all are encouraged and blessed. You all have to tune in next week to get the second half of our episode. But, uh, wow. Uh, ein, I, ein, yad, is hand, hand but yet combined, y- we, we see this in yada, to know God. A knowing, to know him. Praise the Lord. Listen, friends, I hope you know God. I hope you're not just acknowledging him. Listen, do not delay except Jesus today, friends. Time is short. 
And just acknowledging God isn't going to get it done. Listen, he wants to bring out the calling in you. He wants to smooth out your path so that you can finish strong and accomplish all that he created you to do, friends. So if you need some help with that, uh, maybe there's somebody close by you that you can reach out. Call them today. Reach out to them. Say, hey, I need to know more about this. I was listening to this podcast and I just, I've, I've, I've got to make a quality decision. If not, you can reach out to us. You can send us an email at hello at gracecitychurch.tv or call us 870-741-9099. Listen, don't delay friends. Know Jesus today. Hallelujah. Phil, how can people, uh, follow along with what you're doing? You got so I taught social on media this. or something? No, I, um, uh, well, we kind of talked about the, for the broadcast. And um, we're working on a podcast studio, so I'll let you know when that's up. Okay. Of course, I'll probably have you as a guest. Sure. So now I have my own, st- well, access at our church. Be Walk looking on the forward. Faith church, yeah. Because I'm associate minister. There, that's but. that's right. Dr. Larry, mm-hmm. shout Larry out. Elson. Yeah, give him a shout out. Great, great man of God. Blessed to be able to be part of that. But uh, if you go to Walk on the Water Faith Church, Osage Beach, Missouri, and you click on sermons, you put my name in. I did teach on this yada. Okay. Uh, and one awesome. of the services. Well, you've taught on a lot of stuff there. So check out Phil's stuff, uh, Walk on the Water Faith Church in Missouri, uh, Dr. Larry Allison. Of course, that whole team, we, we just bless them. We honor them. And uh, so find out what they're doing, and uh, it'll encourage you and strengthen you. Phil, again, thank you so much for being Thanks for having me. On, on the podcast. But, hey, listen, stay tuned. Check in next week for part two. We're going to talk about yada to know him. All right, friends. Thank you so much. This has been the Grace for This City podcast. And until next time, be blessed.